For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're doing well today. It is September 11th. It is 9-11, and I cannot let it pass without doing a show on this. My camera is now creeping up. Okay, there. It looks like it's going to stay there. For those listening, they're like, what are you talking about? Well, we do this live on Facebook. Facebook.com slash J. Ryan Dobson for all the live broadcasts. Finally, my goodness, as long as it's been, can you believe it took until 2019 to sign the 9-11 first responders bill to give them health care and coverage uh, in the event of death or illness? I mean, who would have thought it would take this long? Finally, uh, the House Senate passed and Donald Trump signed into law the first responders bill with enough funding to handle uh, all the things that have gone on. My goodness. Um, you'd think it would be so easy to pass something like that. That's why uh, it feels like our system is so broken at times that people won't cross party lines uh, just because of whoever's funding it. My goodness, what a what a tragedy to not take care of all the first responders in any way that they need after a tragedy like that, especially when it's so obvious that they're suffering from uh, the inhalation of all the things they inhaled uh, following the attack. Um, my goodness. Uh, I always want to do a show and do some kind of a recognition to 9-11 uh, on the anniversary, and I'll tell you why. I'll never forget one year after 9-11. I'll never forget where I was. I was at home uh, at 9-11. I was asleep, and my phone just kept going off. It kept ringing. It kept ringing. It kept ringing really early in the morning. I thought, my goodness, why is my phone just ringing nonstop? I had just a ridiculous amount of mixed missed calls, and finally, I got up and answered the phone. I'm like, hello? And my, it was I had a ton of friends like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm like at home in bed. And they were like, have you seen the news? Because at that time I was traveling full time. I was traveling all the time. And uh, I should have probably been on the road that day. Uh, and I missed flights. Um, I had, an, I had a, a trip, I think the very following day that got canceled. Uh, and I said, I haven't seen the news. They said, turn it on. Uh, there's an attack in New York. And... Uh, I turned on the news just in time to see a plane hit the second tower. And I just sat in bed for the next couple of hours uh, watching what was going on and contemplating the change that we'd have in our world, uh, which there's been significant change since then. Significant change. Uh, fast forward one year later, I was driving up to a friend's work, to his office, and on the radio crazy because I was listening to the radio all the time back then. I don't listen. In fact, it wouldn't happen to me today because I don't listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts. So unless I'm listening to a podcast recorded in advance for 9-11, I wouldn't have heard it. I'm going to air this one today. So anybody on iTunes or uh, Spotify, whatever, will get this today. Uh, but I was listening to a radio address and I had forgotten it was 9-11. I had forgotten what took place 
one year prior and they were playing the president's address from one year and I got so emotional and so choked up I had to pull over I was on the freeway and I pulled over and I had a bunch of emotions uh one just remembering all the emotions I had had the previous year and and how much travel changed following that and and all the lives lost all those things Two, I was highly ashamed of how much I had forgotten in one year that I had forgotten. You know, we always say never forget. You know, we have the World War II with the Holocaust, all those things, never forget. We should never forget what happened on 9-11. And so I diverted to uh, my friend's tattoo parlor in Santa Ana uh, and I got a 9-11 memorial tattoo on my left leg uh, that still stands today. Um, done by Rob Silva, and I appreciate it. Uh, it was a great, great job, and I see it all the time. And I remember thinking at the time, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids, but someday I want them to ask what that means. They ask all about all of my tattoos and what they mean and why I have them. Some I just think they look cool, and some are, are tributes and memorials to certain things. Um, you know, Laura's mom, uh, my friend Christopher, uh, the babies we lost, uh, to miscarriage, and I have one for 9-11. Um, I've got a bunch dealing with my faith, but I have one for 9-11 because I don't ever want to forget. So um, that's why I think it's important on 9-11 to do these programs and to help people remember that, Uh, especially the kids that don't remember, that weren't alive at that time, and to tell them what took place. It just seems so incredulous and so impossible, and yet it did happen. Uh, And there have been a number of events like that have been thwarted since then um, due to our military... uh, overseas and the military intelligence. So I appreciate that so much. It it really is interesting to see how much things have changed. Uh, And this is going to be a controversial one. And so I hesitate to talk about it. And yet I think it's important just to see how far culture has shifted in such a very short amount of time. RottenTomatoes.com is a website with uh, movie reviews. It gives uh, all kinds of information about movies, but there's movie reviews. And there's two sections. There are critics' reviews and then there's audience review. So as a, as a movie goer, as a movie viewer, you can just review movies on there. And they have critics, uh, professional movie reviewers that review movies and then give their opinion. And um, on the Adam Carolla show, they have a game called the Rotten Tomatoes game where they, they list movies. And they try to guess what the critics score is. And the reason they do that uh, is because... It's shocking to see how wide a gap there is between the audience score and the critic score. I took my family to see the Angry Birds 2 movie this weekend. Hilarious. The kids loved it. It really was really funny. It was a cute, cute movie. Again, critics scored it very, very low. Audience scored it very, very high. And you look at that and you go, what's wrong? I mean, it's a kid's movie. Is it brilliant? Is the plot amazing? Is No, but it's a kid's movie. It's made for kids. Uh, it's made for parents to take their kids to. It's funny for parents. It's funny for kids. If you've got kids and you're of that age parent, you're probably going to like it. Why then is the critic score so low? And really the most stark example of that. It's getting a ton of press lately. Uh, Dave Chappelle, stand-up comedian, um, 
just had a comedy special release on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. Uh, of course, it's not PC. It's stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is not supposed to be politically correct. It's supposed to shock people. It's supposed to uh, introduce um, subjects that make you feel uncomfortable, but do it in a humorous way that allows you to think about things in a new light. Uh, and this this special, um, I'm not telling you to go watch it. It is very, very blue. Um, there are a lot of very controversial topics um, discussed in the comedy special, and yet when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you look at the critics' score, they score it a 27, which is rotten. It's a 27. It's a rotten. The audience score, by the way, the critics they have, they've got like 13, 15, it's under 20 critics reviewing his comedy special, and they review it as a combined total, the average out to 27, highly rotten. The audience, there's over 33,000 reviews of the Sticks and Stones comedy special. It's got a 99% audience score. There's something drastically wrong with the model when your critics and your audience is that far off. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with Rotten Tomatoes. Their critics should, those types of critics shouldn't be reviewing movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Go to your crazy, politically correct, uh, snowflake, don't offend anybody uh, site where you're getting that uber PC review, let it be done there. But this is a site for everybody to go and go, oh, well, what do we think about these movies? And the audience gives it a 99 and the critics give it a 27. That is a tragedy and a travesty to put it up there. Um, I don't think you have to know what you're getting into. It's a comedy special. You should be shocked at it. There, you know, that's the thing about comedy. There's oftentimes you're like, ooh, I can't believe they said that. Oh my goodness. And then it makes you think about things in a very, very different way. That's something that humor can do. Is this something you should all go out and watch? I'm not saying that at all. Again, very blue. Uh, it's Dave Chappelle. You know what you're by the way, that's the other thing. You know what you're getting when you see a Dave Chappelle comedy special. Like one of my favorite comedians is Bob Smiley. We're friends from way back in the day we met on a concert tour that I was on. He is a phenomenal comedian. Phenom Carrie Pomerale. I've known Carrie for decades and decades. Phenomenal comedian. On their specials, you'll get a very different special than a Dave Chappelle. But you know what you're getting when you watch a Dave Chappelle comedy special. Why then, if you know what you're getting yourself into, if you know what you're going to get when you watch it, how possibly could you rate that a 27 the 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 variation between audience and critics just you've got to understand the critics don't ever look at that score again when you go to rottentomatoes.com which we do regularly to see how that movie is scored only look at the audience only look, because that's you the audience is you you're not trying to that's the thing too it's um they're trying to to put forth an agenda with that score. They're trying to set an agenda with the score, and I think it's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. So that's my Rotten Tomatoes one. Uh, and then here's the new one. Um, let me see if he's responded back yet. Nope. No response yet. So, I've done two shows where I talk about hard truth and blind spots. Uh, and when I talked about hard truth, if you, if you listen to that program, uh, my coach at our new CrossFit gym uh, spoke to me about my physique and essentially in a very, very kind and nice way. Go back and listen to the program. Um, 
in a very kind way, he said, you should look differently for how hard you're working out. And I laughed because I eat a ton of sugar. Uh, that's my vice. I don't do anything else. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Uh, I don't take prescriptions. Uh, I've talked about my addictive personality on the program many, many times. I don't get to do any of those things because it's dangerous for me. It's not safe for me or my family for me to do any of those things. And my last bastion of vice is sugar. Um, I quit eating candy uh, about three or four weeks ago, maybe more than that, maybe four or five weeks ago. I don't, I, you know, I had a little bit at the movies this weekend. Um, but it was very, and it was the last box that I had. I used to go to the dollar store regularly and buy boxes of candy uh, because it's my last vice. And here's the truth. He was right. And I needed someone to tell me that. Uh, and I realized I'm working against myself. I go to the gym uh, three or four days a week. We do CrossFit workouts. They're very, very, very difficult. And I should look differently than I do with how hard I'm working out. And the only reason I don't is because of how I eat. That's the only reason. The only reason I look the way that I do right now, the only reason I weigh what I weigh right now is because of the way I eat. Uh, and I've been struggling with it and trying to figure out how to, how to quit, how to quit the sugar. And so starting this Sunday on the 15th, I'm doing a six-week challenge. Uh, it's Sunday, September 15th through October 31st. Um, Halloween, uh, I'm going to do no sugar, no grain. Uh, so no added sugar, uh, no grain. So no wheat, no corn, uh, no grain, no bread, no pasta, and no white sugar. Um, so there'll be, you know, no soda, no ice cream, uh, no dessert, uh, when, it, you know, if it's got anything like that, um, nothing with, uh, added sugar in it. Um, my friend Marshall, I think he's going to do that with me. It's going to be six weeks and I'm positive already. There'll be a huge change when it comes, but in thinking about it, the, the thing that pushed me over the edge is I'm working against myself. It's like, I'm carrying around an anchor while I do my workouts. In fact, right now I'm five pounds shy of the heaviest weight I've ever been in my life. Uh, at Christmas, I mean, goodness, Jennifer, March, April, May, uh, what is it, nine months? Nine months ago, I was at the lowest I've been in my adult life. Uh, well, my married adult life, I guess. Um, I was at the lowest I've been, and then since then, I've ballooned up to five pounds shy of the highest I've ever been. And it's only because of the way I eat. It's only because of the way I eat. I work out hard enough to where I shouldn't look the way I do. I shouldn't weigh as much as I do. And so I'm doing a six-week challenge, no sugar, no grain. It will be very difficult. Uh, the reason why I'm talking about it here is because it gives me accountability. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, at James Ryan Dobson or at Rebel Parenting, uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it. I'm sure I'll whine and complain uh, throughout this time. Uh, and yet I wanted to make it public just to have the accountability so that people know what I'm going through. I'm going to do all my measurements, all my weight, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, uh, I'll have a before and after. And I'm sure I'll be uh, much, much happier. And I talked to my coaches about it today. They're all stoked. Um, so it's going to be a good thing. Lastly, uh, I'm glad to announce uh, we have a new project that I've started with uh, some friends called Home Safe. And you can find the website homesafeseminar.com. Uh, you can see the video we've posted there and what this is. It's a church-based uh, program that we're taking to churches 
uh, and schools around the country, teaching families how to be safe in the home and out of the home. Sponsored by Cove Security. Uh, it's a DIY security system. Uh, I'll have a link to that pretty soon. In fact, if you subscribe to the to the newsletter, uh, you can do so by texting the word rebel to the number 444999. Um, I'll have a link to Cove Security. Uh, I've got my security system. It was in, I couldn't believe how cheap it was. That was the thing. It's a really, really uh, quality system. Uh, and it protects my entire house. And it was so inexpensive. I was shocked. We used to have an ADT uh, system. It was expensive and it broke all the time. And it went off. Uh, I couldn't stand it. it. It just drove me crazy. We're constantly getting phone calls and errors and messages. This new one by Cove Security is really really great. Uh, and so I'm so thrilled that they're sponsoring this home safe program. Uh, because I didn't realize I grew up in a family that security was a high concern and a high priority in our family from the time that I was really little. Like I was a teenager when my dad started doing presidential studies that put him in danger. Uh, we started getting death threats, uh, and, and pretty serious threats at that time. And so as a family, we became highly security conscious. And I forgot because it's been a part of my life for more than 30 years that most people don't think about these things all the time. Uh, when I met Laura, I realized she wasn't thinking about these things. I always sit with my back to the wall in a restaurant. I want to see everything that's going on before it happens to us. Um, and so I would change seats with her all the time. And she finally asked, she's like, why do you always change seats with me? I'm like, well, I need to be my back against the wall. And she said, why? I'm like, well, if something goes down, I want to see it first. I don't want to look at your eyes, get big, have to turn around and then assess the situation. I will see it before you do. And I know what to do. And she was like, oh my goodness. Uh, it was one of the early things of, that's what it's like dating Ryan Dobson. Uh, we have security concerns. I got a bulletproof vest when I was a teenager. Uh, I realize now that most people didn't experience that growing up. And so because this long history in security, I've trained with my dad's security guards. I've gone through all their training, um, you know, uh, with hand-to-hand -hand combat, armed combat, um, with guns, all those types of things that I have a wealth of experience in that. And then we've asked experts to join us to talk about how to be safe with screens in the home, how to make your kids less susceptible to child predators, um, how to, how to secure your home, how to make it, you just want to make it harder than anybody else in your neighborhood. Just a little bit harder. That's all. It's very, very easy. And we've started getting emails and texts uh, from families that are nervous to go out in public after mass shootings. Um, we experienced that in our home. when uh, In Aurora, Colorado, uh, when the guy had a, there was a, sh a mass shooting in a movie theater, uh, Laura was really nervous to go to the movies for probably two years. She didn't go to the movies in public. Uh, and then the first few times that we would go, she was really nervous about it. And I understand that. I do. And so we started having those conversations as a family. If something took place while we're out in public, what do we do as a family? And we have a plan. It's a really easy thing to do to have a plan with your family so that you're not thinking about it then. What you don't want is for something to happen and that's the first time you're thinking about, oh no, now what do we do? If you're at church and your kids are in childcare and you're in the sanctuary and something happens, what do you do? Who gets the kids? Where do you go? How do you pick them up? How do you meet back with them? Uh, the time to not think about that is when it happens. You want to have that conversation ahead of time so that you're prepared in that moment. It gives you so much more security and confidence as a family to have had those conversations ahead of time and not in the moment. Because in the moment, it's just a lot of screaming and yelling and chaos. That's not the time to have it. 
And so homesafeseminar.com is the website. You can sign your church up for it, talk to your pastors. We're traveling all over the country. Uh, we've got our first two in Colorado, uh, October 6th here in Colorado Springs. Um, there'll be mo- There's more information on that one at homesafeseminar.com. And the second one is October 19th in Grand Junction, Colorado. Those two are confirmed. Oh, and the third one, uh, hopefully we'll have more, more uh, sooner, is in Iowa on November 16th. Uh, so again, find out more information at homesafeseminar.com. Talk to your pastors about it. Talk to your uh, family pastor. Sign your church up. It's free to churches uh, because we have sponsors. It's free. It doesn't cost anything for a church to put this on. Um, but uh, we are ticketing the events because we found out that if people don't have skin in the game, they don't show up. So it's very inexpensive, uh, but there is a little added incentive for you all to go. So I hope you'll uh, go check that out. Have a great rest of your week. God bless, and I will see you soon.